Welcome to the Pulse of the Heartland podcast, the podcast where no topic is off limits. Now welcome the boys of the Heartland, Bryant, Ryan, Clark, Joey, and Trent. Hello and welcome to our live college football stream. Uh, Going to break down uh, week five, the upcoming week six games, and uh, kind of our uh, picks of the week. And you can choose if you want to fade them or if you want to join us. So guys, how are you doing tonight? Good. How you doing, man? I'll do a little better now that we have no technical difficulties anymore. <laughs> yet. Mm, yeah, yes. Yeah, so that's a very big key, yet. Uh, so, but that, that that's the fun of being amateurs at this. We get to uh, go through all those hurdles, I guess. But, that's right. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so how, is everything going good with you guys? Can't complain. Little little hiccup at the end of the day at work, but uh, got them all done, and here we are. Good. Joey, how about you? Man, I'm basically just driving home for the week, so my work week's basically done. I have a music festival that I'm working at this weekend for my work, and I get free tickets and VIP passes for all that shit. So Mm -hmm. other than the Iowa loss last weekend, I'm riding high. We're doing well, man. So, yeah. Uh, How about you? Well, other than the uh, losing to Kansas, Hmm. doing pretty good. Like, like you can always lose to number four in the country. No, no one really gives a, you know, it, it is, you know, it's a loss. It happens, but lose to Kansas. I don't care that they're the Cinderella story. That That's terrible, you know. So. Well, until well, your well, team loses we'll, number four and they have 96 yards at halftime, then then you can complain. So. Joey, come on. Are we, are we, <laughs> what, one team was in the playoffs last year. One team is Kansas. Yeah, so. I know. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a little bit here, but mm-hmm. uh, I wouldn't say, what are you boys sipping on? Well, just old, uh, old trusty here. Just got a bush light. Excellent. With Looks like you got a silver bullet there, Joey. Oh, what the K- the f- no, this is Jayhawk Tears. Oh, Tears. Oh. Maybe a little preview nice. on uh, later for the show. Who knows? I, I thought you were, nice. I thought you were. It was a like a Kansas koozie, like you were cheering for him. I was like, "What in the heck? We lose one time." <laughs> no, this is a. Uh, uh, I don't know if you follow Ted Flint on Twitter. He's an Iowa State Twitter guy. I'm sure you. He's very popular Iowa State crowd on Twitter. So uh, mm-hmm. he was doing a fundraiser a few years ago, and if you donated to it, he sent you some of his koozies. So I got a "What Would Ted Flint Do" koozie and a Jayhawks tier koozie. So hell yeah, yeah. Thanks. That'd be worth it. So go, go look, if you don't follow him, go look him up. He's a good Twitter follow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. Joey, looks like you got a silver bullet there. Yes, sir. I went to dinner at Logan's Roadhouse, had some, uh, um, uh, what did I have? Oh, I had chicken because they were out of pork chops. Anyway, uh, they had Coors Light or Michelob Ultra, and I picked Coors Light. So, yeah, I'm finishing it up with some more silver bullets. There you go. What do you got, Brian? Well, I've been in the mood of of clearing. I'm trying to go through all my old all my old booze and all my old food. So I'm I'm still working through my crown uh, crown and cokes, but this is the older bottle, I guess. So, do you have any of the crown uh, caramel? I think it is like it only yep. comes out in the winter. You got that? All right. I just I, that's mm. the first time I found it, so I actually just oh. got that one unwrapped and ready to go. I've got some that I bought probably like three years ago. So. 
I never drink it. I don't drink mm -hmm. booze a lot, so I might have to get that out and put it on the rocks one of these pods just just for you, Brian. <laughs> See, that's where I'm at with it too. Is I hardly drink booze other than when we're podcasting, honestly. I know. <laughs> and say, well, I'll have to I'll have to break that one. Let me know and we'll break it out together here. But yeah, yeah, we'll uh, I'll say we'll get to discussing some actual college football here. I changed up the question. We can do the the joke one in a second here, but the the one I do have for you is how many teams have dropped out of the initial preseason top twenty five? Just this year? This year, yeah. Hmm. I'm gonna go eight. Okay. I'm gonna go. Oh wait, that that's probably better. <laughs> you had eight, forget. Or this, or th this. Or... <laughs> I'm gonna go with. 12. I'm going crazy. I'm going to say half. Split right down the middle. It was 10 teams out of the uh, ah. top 25 here. So oh. I, I always, because we're always joking about how the hell this team and this team is in the top 25, you know, and, and I'm sure there's a lot of people that were thinking that about Iowa State last year as well. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, I would say I'm trying to find the list here. Not super important, but it's, you know, your Texas A&M's, your, your Notre Dame's. It, yeah, Texas ahead. Notre Dame, Texas, OU, uh, Miami, and North Carolina. Mm -hmm. uh, BYU? No, BYU is still 16th. Okay, okay. Uh, so I'm at six. Wisconsin. Tex Texas. I, I got Texas in my Oh, you five. got Texas? Okay. Yeah. Wisconsin. Yeah, Wisconsin. Uh Iowa, were they? No, they weren't top twenty-five beginning of the year. Um, I got three more. What, what, who else we got? Notre Dame, Texas A&M, Oklahoma, Baylor, Michigan State, Miami of Florida, Pitt, Wisconsin, Arkansas, Houston. Baylor dropped out, huh? Yeah, Houston. <laughs> God, I always look at that one. That was my. I could see them being top 10 at the end of the year. They get Dana Holgerson, and <laughs> they're like <laughs> two and three at this point. Oh, so, but uh, my, my original question, just because Texas has a big game versus Oklahoma this week, was uh, how many times has uh, the University of Texas beat the Texas School of the Deaf in football? I the saw answer. the answer. Yeah. <laughs> Trent, come on. Four. Once. Well, you they, literally they put it on the agenda. And I read the agenda. Oh. <laughs> well, you, you, if, if you ever do it, just keep doing what you're doing and give and don't give the answer. But yeah, the, yeah, I, yeah. I always look at Wikipedia and it's always like Iowa State has lost like 16 times to Drake or some shit. But I was looking at Texas the other day and the Texas school, the deaf, they beat them in 1903. Hmm. It's like, how did you get? I mean, we always make fun of the, you know, you're playing the little sisters of the poor or the, you know, the school of the blind. They literally played the school of the deaf. <laughs> It's just classic Texas. Yeah. Yeah, it's classic oh. Texas. Fucking piece yeah. of shit. Horns down, baby. Horns down. But we'll we'll I'd say we'll we'll jump into some discussion here. I guess you know, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State or uh Oklahoma, Texas, Oklahoma State here, kind of keeping in that trend. But um I had a few questions here. I guess first we'll just start with is Oklahoma State like consistently the most nationally underrated team in college football? In your opinion, hey, before we get into all the breakdown stuff, can I shoot them with the socials and also? Oh, yeah, shoot, shoot. yeah, go, go our for network it. Go for it. Shit? 
Okay, cool, man. Uh, on Twitter and Instagram, follow us at Heartland Pulse and just look us up Pulse of the Heartland on Facebook and YouTube. As always, if you're following us around, uh, following us along right now, like with Don, um, thank you. And as always, and make sure you comment and ask us your questions and stuff. And I don't know if anyone else has. I haven't been on the other podcast for the rest of the week. Um, but we have joined forces with Let's Talk Sports. It's a uh, promotional network. A few of us tweeting a bunch of stuff, getting some guests from them. Um, we'd like to thank them for grabbing onto us and joining with that. And then, uh, yeah, from now, we're uh, just sky's the limit, baby. So keep following us and let your friends know. And, yeah, hopefully we'll uh, just keep growing and growing with you guys. Absolutely. Okay. We should see that. We should definitely see that coming. And it's been a, a pretty, it's been a nice collaboration so far. They're letting us do our own thing. It's biggest thing is just hoping to, you know, get more exposure for both of us. So should be, yep. should be and good their, overall. Yep. And their Twitter handle, if you want to follow them on Twitter and Facebook, it's at letsport.com. Um, or no, sorry, just at let talk sport. Um, but yeah, he, uh, he's a guy that just really loves, pushing out uh normal or I should say normal but smaller podcasts and people that uh are really putting the effort in and not getting the exposure and he does have the exposure so he's uh cool. jumping on board with us and thinks that we got some cool shit so hopefully not only will they keep promoting us but also we may get some uh cool interviews and collaborations with them so that'd be that'd be fun too absolutely so but we'll uh we'll jump into it here um i guess Right now, I guess my question was: Is is Oklahoma State nationally underrated? It is, or is do you think there's someone else that should be considered in that position? I, I think Oklahoma State is. I mean, they are consistently solid every year. Mm-hmm. If if they had this many wins every year and they were in the SEC, what would their preseason rankings be every year compared oh. to now? They, you know, they would, I think they would be a productive Texas A&M every year. They're that four to six every year. Like they could start the season ranked high, but actually stay there. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and instead of an SEC team had one big win, so they're just going to jump you, even though you're undefeated, you know, they're, they're yeah. just going to. So, yeah, I, 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 one stat that I did find was, you know, speaking of Texas A&M, is you know they're always in the top four to six it seems like every year they're always given a chance in the in and in the national discussion because they've beat Bama a couple times they've only had one 10 win season since 2010 so since joining the SEC since then Oklahoma State has had seven and you don't you don't hear the national attention of Oklahoma State compared to a and M because they're in the Big Twelve that's mm-hmm. that's just it. Joey? Well, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I I do agree with you guys that I think they are the most nationally underrated team. Um, mm-hmm. I I just I, we we could talk about them being an SEC team. I, I don't know if that would make them better because I think they do get beat by some SEC teams. And I'm not trying to you know downplay mm-hmm. how good the Big Twelve is and shit. I'm just we, everyone knows if you're not an SEC fan, everyone else knows that the SEC is predominantly the better best conference in the nation just hands down they just get the best recruits they you know usually year in and year out are the best teams but um i think if they played in the big 10 especially if they played in the big 10 west they would probably win that 
every single fucking year. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think there's a Big Ten West team maybe outside of uh, Wisconsin that would put up a fight against them. So, yeah, I, I definitely think that they're probably nationally ranked the most uh, underrated team. Um, I can't even think of a close second. Jesus, maybe Oregon, someone out of the Pac-12, maybe. But, yeah, mm-hmm. it's got to be Oklahoma. State. You could say like back in the early 2000s, mid 2000s, some of those like mid-major schools, like say TCU when they weren't in the Big 12 or mm-hmm. Boise State that was winning 11, 12 games a year. And then, oh, BCS, you're going to the Liberty Bowl. Sorry, you know, back then. But nowadays, I think that, yeah, like I said, if they're in the SEC, I don't know. Go. I, it'd be interesting to go back and look at SEC schools that are sitting there with the same record as them at the end of every year and see where they ended in the final rankings compared to Oklahoma State. Yeah, that's like, true. Like records and position within the conference and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would say the, the only one that I can think that like can kind of compare, and I'm trying to find teams that have like a double digit record is going to be like look at how much in and they are SEC, but look at how much immediately Kentucky has jumped up as a national brand. They, they've always had basketball, but Mark Stoops has them where they're winning a, a couple years of double-digit, you know, wins wins in a season. But, again, Oklahoma State's done that as well. And look where Kentucky has consistently been jumping in at. Or when they win, they're, they're, they're jumping up a lot. So I think, you know, if we were to switch spots, Kentucky and, and Oklahoma State, the same resume, I think Oklahoma State would be, you know, I, I think honestly, Kentucky with Oklahoma State's resume would be would be in the same spot. I I just don't think it, it would change anything, yep. just because one's SEC. So. Yep, I can see that. Uh, on the flip side of that, once you had that question posted, I was like, uh, what about the most overrated teams? I know we always talk about Texas, but fuck, mm-hmm. uh, Notre Dame's got to be up there too all the goddamn time. And now Texas A&M dropping out this year. I mean, they, it seems like every year those two teams especially just are overrated as shit. Um, are there any others that come to mind with you guys? Well, both of them had me fooled this year when we picked our college football playoff at the beginning of the season. <laughs> Sorry, Trent. <laughs> That's not what I was doing here, but yeah. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, they, like I said, they had me fooled. <laughs> no, I would uh, I would agree with that. And uh, I would say the, the one that I – and we'll, we'll get to in our next one. I think Michigan State is starting to get up there, but I think that's yep. a little bit more the Mel Tucker stuff. Um, overrated. Honestly, I think USC is where they need to be right now with how good they've been playing so far. No, I agree with that too. I was going to put a Pac-12 team on there, but it seems like they always end up being highly ranked at the beginning of the year and then end of the year, the champ is usually in the 15-ish, 10 range, and that's probably where it should be, to be honest with you. Um, none, yeah. I don't think there's been a champ out of there that should have made the playoffs yet. So, um, so yeah, I... Go ahead. Sorry. So you, you, you know, you you said like mine. First thing that came to mind was uh, Notre Dame, but now you know, and I think that's probably the best example here. But also, you could look at like ACC schools, uh, like say Florida State. They always seem to be ranked at the beginning of the year and kind of slip and fall throughout the season. Mm-hmm. You you could almost say it falls underneath the big brands. 
Because when people are saying, as everyone always says, when Texas is winning, it's good for college football. When Florida State is winning, it's good for college football. So I I almost feel like when you have a brand that that starts off well, like a Florida State, that's where you really see it jumping up super high compared to, I mean, it took Kansas five five games with one of the, they're five and oh. I I was about to say better resumes, but this weekend I think kind of hurt their resume, but you know, it took them five weeks to get nationally ranked because of the logo on the side of their helmet. Same thing with Syracuse compared to some of these teams that have lost ahead of them and they're still nationally ranked. Yeah. I, and I think that also goes back to the competition they played so far. I mean, Iowa state's the best team Kansas has played. Um, I mean, you could say something about Duke because of their recent success the last couple of years, but that's about it. But I mean, they being five and oh, like Rutgers is four and one. No one in the fucking nation thinks that Rutgers is four and one, good enough to be ranked type of type of school. So it, it's one of those things too. It's got to be competition too. So, um, but yeah, I another one that comes to mind is Michigan. They always seem to be highly ranked at the beginning of the year and then drop down in the tens lately, except for last year when they make the playoffs. So I don't know. I, I was just wondering what you guys thought would be on that. Yeah, I, I agree with that one, though. It's kind of fun because then, of course, then you have your, you know, the fans of the teams that are going, well, no, they're, you know, they, they, they deserve that spot. Everyone thinks they deserve every spot. Iowa State thought they deserved number seven last year, too, and look how that one ended up. So, I mean, I'm, I'm just going through the, the rest of the top 25. I mean, there it, it's just funny because there's quite a few. Let me see here. There is um, one, two, three, four, five, six teams that have one loss above Kansas and TCU who just jumped in. Same thing with Syracuse. There's eight there. I mean, there's 11 teams, one loss. It just, you know, getting to this part of the season, it's always, like I said, you can only play who you have on your schedule. And if you're undefeated compared to the one loss, I get the resume, but you know, kind of like we've been telling Kansas fans, you know, the last couple of weeks. So if you want to be ranked, just keep winning at this point. You're, you're control your own destiny at this point. So exactly um, but uh speaking speaking of overrated um didn't is mel tucker the biggest con man in college football because <laughs> my goodness that, that contract like when, when when i think we all agreed when he signed it we've touched on it as well but 95 million dollars to just run behind kenneth walker for a season and get that bag my goodness you're, you're starting to see how how little almost he has an impact on, on winning these games. Cause they, they not only they're like losing, but they're losing pretty handily in a lot of these games mm-hmm. too. Yeah. They may yeah. get 70 points put on this weekend by Ohio state. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I, I'm the one that put in this 95 million over 10 years, fully guaranteed. Really? I mean, that's, that's Kirk cousins contract. I mean, come on, mm-hmm. fully guaranteed. And, uh, what I say, that's, you know, for this year, that's 9.5 million this year. That's only $4.75 million per win this year. So he's doing pretty well for himself. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah. And that <laughs> motherfucker is still on all of the big 10 commercials. And he was on last week's, like, I, I don't know, something on ESPN that they were doing. And I'm like, you're losing. How do people still like you where you're at? Like, what the fuck? I don't get it. So. Mm-hmm. Well, and like we said, they, they lose kind of big. It, uh, just to, just for comparison, because I think a lot of people will relate this coach to losing, 
you know, pretty badly and brought the program down. But in the 51 games where Brady Hoke coached Michigan, he lost 10 games by 11 plus points. Mm-hmm. It only took Mel Tucker 25 games. So in half the amount of time, like I said, he, the, you know, he, he has won some games and I think he's good for Michigan state, but he's also like that Washington game game was a perfect example where we're going, how is a ranked team on the road, uh, an underdog. And then they lose by double digit point. It was, they were not in control yep. in that game one bit. So I don't know if he just can't get these guys ready to play or what's going on. So Michigan, so I, or Michigan, sorry, Minnesota beat them two weeks ago by 27. And then, mm-hmm. you know, we kind of talked about Mi- Minnesota last week about their defense and how good they were. And, you know, Minnesota could be 12 and I'll go into the big 12 or the big 10 championship. And then yeah. Minnesota gets exposed this past by week. So. Yeah. They yeah. got Purdue, man. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it happens to the best teams in the nation. Look at Iowa last year, ranked number two, and got perdoned. So, the, the giant killers. Mm-hmm. So I, I did hear something this week that someone predicted that the coaching buyout by the end of the year might be three hundred million dollars, and ninety-five of that would be Jimbo Fisher um, down at A and M. So that would be that would be fucking huge to pay someone ninety-five million dollars out of a contract. We, I mean, and they've got good recruiting classes, so that that's that's a lot. I, don't, I mean, I don't it's, it's already you, over sixty-one million right now. Right? Do you think that they try to keep him though? Because what they have this year, they had the number one recruiting class in the nation. Mm-hmm. Like, get get those recruits in there. Like, he's not even coaching those guys yet. Yeah. Yep. And didn't that you know? didn't that their really good quarterback get hurt at the beginning of the year or some shit? I, I don't know. I don't follow Texas A&M yeah. because one, they're complete fucking douches. Uh, I don't care who's listening to this. Uh, that yell at midnight shit, like fuck you guys. That's stupid. I'm so glad midnight, Mississippi State yell. pounced on that. Yeah, midnight yell, yell at midnight, whatever. Um, yeah, I'm so glad Mississippi State pounced on that last week and interrupted that shit. But then two, they're in the SEC West. Like, I mean, it, it goes through Alabama every year, and they had the one Manziel game, and then everyone just jumps on their dick. So, yeah, mm. I'm that that whole state of Texas. Well, I shouldn't say the whole state because every other team besides A and M and actual UT are doing well. So, yeah, just fuck those mm. two schools. Yeah, T- TCU, Texas Tech, ba- Baylor. You, you, I haven't kept up with UTSA. I know they had a good year last year. Uh, Houston, a little bit down there, but yeah, I mean, I guess East SMU also on. just lost, so yeah, to, to UCF, God, yeah, forty-one nineteen, that was bad. I I was watching that game, and I don't, I got to get better at at kind of like with our pickums. I got to get better at watching for the weekday games because Maxion and all these Wednesday, Thursdays games. I got to start getting these picks in, but yeah, that that is a. That is kind of true. These and and you know, I think it's just kind of the sentiment. Everything's bigger in Texas, you know, and they're going to, uh, you, you know, they're really going to hype them up. I, I, I get it, you know, because the other big thing with with A and M is they are SEC. So I mean, they, that is going to come with the territory there. But it, but is that going to change now since they're not going to be the only Texas SEC team once they bring in OU in in Texas? I think I I think it's going to. I think they're almost going to turn little brother again. Unfortunately. Well, I guess I'm unfortunately, but you know, you bring OU and Texas, all of a sudden you have they're the third place Big Twelve team that came over to the SEC. Or yeah, third place still. I forgot Missouri. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Trent. No, I, I got nothing on that. Okay. Oh, okay. No, I not um, the, the last. Oh, go ahead, Joy. I was gonna say I, I just I I think A and M has the classes and the coaches and in, in place and stuff, and I I think they can be a power. It's just that SEC West is so tough. Um, do they have conference alignments with Texas and OU coming in? Like, are they both they both going to be in the West as well? Like. Is that going to just be a big ass pipeline for them? I mean, they're they're going to have to. I think they're going to have to rearrange the conferences at this right. point because mm-hmm. it's not like you can separate OU and Texas and one's going to be in the East at that point. So right, that will, that actually might be the most interesting thing about it. Not only how OU and Texas will compete because Texas does have some decent recruiting coming in with Arch Manning, which I honestly mm-hmm. I'm going to say this right now. It doesn't matter how Texas does the next year or so they're keeping Sark until they get Manning to the school because you're not going to lose that recruit because you fire a coach no matter how good or bad he does this year. So, um, right. But that, that might be the most interesting thing is how they restructure the SEC conferences with those two inbound. I'm so actually looking that go, up right now. Go ahead, Trent. I, I, they haven't really said what's going to happen there. That's, I'm, I'm looking it up now just to see if there's anything out there. Like who out of the West would join the East, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. And so and there's really nothing. Off, can you list off the teams you, real quick? Uh, For, sorry, for each. I'm getting it pulled up right now, and I'm just going to share. Are you talking about for the East and the West and the SEC or what? Yeah, I'm just going to share a screen so we can have it on okay. the uh, – I was say, so if you go geographically, I'm, I'm – Sorry, I'm not trying to interrupt, but we're just kind of stalling. Um, if you go geographically, uh, Tuscaloosa and Nashville would be the first two that would have to join the East. So that means Alabama would jump over the East with Georgia and Florida and them. Um, Missouri should probably flip flop over to the West. I, I don't but know how you gotta, else you're going to do it, though. You'd have to take three. If Missouri came over to the West, you'd have to take three teams out of the West. And, right? Or Missouri. Right. Sorry. So, well, I mean, Missouri makes sense in the East. No, they don't. Yeah, I mean, it, Missouri it, doesn't make sense in the like, East. They just did no, that because yeah. AM was already farther west than them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, that they're gonna have to take three West teams and put them in the East if they want to bring Missouri back to the West and then put Texas and Oklahoma in the West. Well, yeah, this right. is gonna so be your flip flop if they. If they flip flop Alabama and Missouri, that means they need two teams. So the next two they need Arkansas. Would, uh, no, actually, it would either it'd probably be Ole Miss and Mississippi State because of Oxford and Starkville being uh, farther east. Farther what? Yeah, it, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Than Fayetteville, yeah. so that's just geographically. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Baton Rouge is there too. They could. This is man, the thing that that's going to be difficult because. You like you said, you have to move three teams. You said, but you you get you can't. I'd say you can't break up Auburn, Alabama. You can't break up Mississippi, Mississippi State because of the rivalries mm-hmm. there. I mean, I think it's somewhere. Our, that one's going to get difficult because I mean, even looking at the the East, I think you I think you got to shift Missouri. Yeah, I mean, it almost makes more sense shift Missouri and then you have to move a pair. Then you know, you, yeah. I. Right. So, so I got it. I got it. Um, so if you flip flop Alabama and Missouri, 
So yep. now we're looking at two teams that need to be moved. Auburn would be the next closest on the West besides Lexington, Kentucky. So it would be Kentucky that would move over. To the West? Yep. No, to the okay. East. Wait, they're already in the East. What am I saying? Yeah, yeah it's, it's going to get muddy when this happens. It's not going to be... Yeah. So Auburn's farther east than Tuscaloosa already. So yeah, that that will probably be those two. Then you need another one. Uh, fuck Vandy's in Nashville. That'd probably be the next one. It's straight up from Tuscaloosa. So see, but they're already so in the I, east. I just, on fan sided, the first the first one they put was SEC West: Texas, Oklahoma, A and M, Arkansas. LSU, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Missouri. And then the gauntlet of the freaking East would be Bama, Georgia, mm-hmm. Auburn, Florida, Tennessee, Kentucky, South Carolina, and Vader too. God damn. That's just one man's humble opinion, but my goodness, what a that would be. Yeah. Sorry, Vandy. <laughs> well, you don't Sorry, need Vandy. Vandy. I, I bet Vandy. So if there's a choice of like, there's, you know, if they drop some ACC schools down to like non football or like the second tier football teams, like if they could join Duke, North Carolina, Virginia in like an ACC slash SEC power shit, shit pile, I guess. Um, yeah. And then let Miami and Clemson join. Like, I bet Vandy would jump at that at a heartbeat. You mean like the alliance? Yeah, exactly. Okay, all right. Yeah, that, that worked out real well. Definitely, no way yeah. we're gonna poach from each other, guys. Let's just all be one <laughs> big happy family. And yeah, I don't know that 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 would truly be remarkable. But again, I you've also heard with the with sixteen teams, they've even discussed doing like quadrants where you'd have yep. four sections of four. So I almost think that makes more sense. You'd have your Texases, Oklahoma, Arkansas. That's well, shit. And you had Missouri at the top. Missouri just screws everything up on this, just geographically. But get them out of there. Get them back into the Big Twelve. Get the telephone trophy rivalry back going. Missouri is just as far north as Lexington and closer to the east than Oklahoma and Texas. Like, I mean, they're they don't screw everything up geographically. They're just the most northwest thing. So. Yeah, but where's the Mason-Dixon line? I, I, I just got to find reasons. I-70, and they are under it. So Okay. So it makes sense. They are truly SEC then. <laughs> Cody has told me that multiple times when he wanted to put his Confederate flag up. So. Oh, so if it goes south of there, you're good to go in the SEC. So KU to the SEC? Yeah. Maybe. And just but K-State's got to stay in the Big 12. Rock, rock shock. Oh. oh, but before we talk even more about Confederate flags here, let's just get to the <laughs> next point here. Um, last note on this, because it's going to transition. The three teams in the Big Ten right now that ha- that are two and three currently as a record, Nebraska fired their coach. Wisconsin just fired their coach in our next talking point. Michigan State paid $95 million for their coach. Mm-hmm. So just, am- just amazing the – levels of the programs and and again Michigan State and Iowa State are kind of in that place where they're they're on the rise they're, they're going to keep that coach they're going to keep doing it but we'll uh we'll see how that turns out with Mel Tucker but 
Speaking of, uh, uh, I would not put Michigan State and Iowa State in the same conversation. Michigan State is no, down. Um, like, yeah, I, I guess compared to where they were a few years so, ago, I think they're kind of on up mm-hmm. where they got to that national level, and, right. and maybe they are down. I don't know. Right now, Iowa State's not going much up right now either. But we're, we're yeah, kind but you've of played, you've, trending. you've only lost to ranked, well, ranked teams at the time, like. I don't know. Maybe I'm the only Iowa State believer in this in this whole conversation, but I, I believe in the Cyclones. We've lost. Okay, we're just going to move on from that here. I'll Paul, never be allowed in Iowa City. Yeah, again. Paul. Chris. We, we don't, Joey giving Iowa State love like that. Uh, I don't think Bryant and I know what to say. So uh, yeah. this will be the end of the podcast. See you next week. Yeah, we're we're going to end it on a positive note here. Yeah, we're just gonna. I was gonna say, I, I, I was flabbergasted to say the least here, but um, <laughs> no. So, so speaking of Wisconsin firing their coach, Paul Chris got fired this week. Um, he had a, I would say, uh, where was it? He had a 67 and 26 overall record at Wisconsin, and he was 43 and 18 in the Big Ten. I mean, it wasn't mm-hmm. like he was a slump, I guess, on the field, other than really this year. I mean, he had multiple 10-win seasons, 9-win seasons, and they just I, – I think the big thing, kind of like Nebraska with Bo Pelini, was just he could never get him to the next level, it seems like. I honestly think the big thing that hurt him was he lost to Burt. Lost to Burt Belima, and he – I know mm-hmm. it's Brett. I'm joking, but uh, – yeah. He, uh, Bert and Bert coming into that house, shaking hands with everybody. I don't know if you guys saw the pregame shit, but he was hugging fucking everybody, smiling like crazy, just knowing he's gonna rough shot them. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think losing to Brett was bad. And then I saw, I don't know which one you put this on there, but rumors that he stopped recruiting for eight months. Like, yeah. that sucks. Like, what? That's insane. So, like, I, I listened to Unnecessary Roughness in there discussing it. But they were talking about how, like, like people within the program were talking about how he just, yeah, I mean, he would stop recruiting, and he was kind of used to, like, the 90s. You'd only talk to the kids when they're on campus, you know, or maybe the occasional phone call, but they're not used to the actual, like, social media aspect of this thing. So. Yeah, that's – that threw me off. I, like, I, I just read that whole – stop recruiting for eight months and you know when you you know talk to any college football you know d1 power five head coach like they are constantly recruiting it never stops um i mean i know there's like time periods where they're not or they can't like have contact with recruits but outside of that i mean it's it's 24 7. So if you don't do that for eight months, like you're going to lose a ton of, of recruits there. Speaking of uh, the recruiting portion of it, I mean, that was the big complaint with Herman Edwards is they said he would go to these meetings and he was so, he's such a personable guy and he didn't know the recruiting rules. Like it would be some recruit would come to an event and he's not supposed to be talking to him and they go, can we get a photo? Yeah, sure. Come on in. And he just like, he was breaking basic violations, and I mean, it seems to be a trend with these people that are getting fired. They just couldn't recruit well within the area that they needed to. I mean, I even heard some rumors with, with Scott Frost about his recruiting methods and stuff. I mean, it seemed like he brought in some decent talent, but then 
he, he Adrian Martinez, perfect example. He couldn't play to his strengths, and look where he's at now. Yeah. Both of them. And, well, and you know, if you get that talent as a recruit, and you're the coach, you have to grow that talent. Yep. Uh, which I feel like, I mean, I'm going to homer Iowa State here. You know, they get these two-star, three-star recruits and build them up throughout uh, their career at the school, which, I mean, I'm sure it's hard to do, but mm-hmm. that's part of, like, that's part of their job. So, yeah. yeah, for not recruiting for eight months, like, that's, I hadn't heard that until I just read it in, in the agenda here. That's insane. Yeah, I mean, and especially. I mean, didn't he? Uh, You're good. I was say, didn't he get the updates and like, you have so many points per week that you can spend, like NCAA football, where you know you get the top recruits, so then you just auto do that. Like, don't you get the updates for that, Paul? What are you doing, bud? See, if if he was stuck in the '90s, like they're saying, I think he's more of like a Super Nintendo type of guy. So Xbox is definitely way too many buttons and too good <laughs> of graphics for him. That's for sure. So, oh but, man, that's awesome. uh, and just to get a little jab at the 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 Iowa fan here, Joey Paul Chris, sixty-seven and twenty-six overall, forty-three and eighteen in the Big Ten. Kirk Ferentz in that same period, sixty-six and twenty-seven, forty-three and twenty in the Big Ten. Yep, and I I completely agree with that. And as much as I, I complain about Kirk and stuff, it's nice to win nine, ten games a year, and then yeah. you just keep going and go. I mean, we I can bitch about the offense so much, and it's only because I want us to get to the next level. Yeah, Iowa will never get to the next level with Kirk. It's just not going to happen. I mean, but these other teams, like the Wisconsin's, the Nebraska's, that you know want to be in the national spotlight, well win the fucking Big Ten West first, and Paul Chris did that. For him to get fired was surprising, so that's the the not recruiting for eight months makes more sense for him to be fired because of that. But as far as Nebraska goes, like, fucking Bo Pelini, man. Like, what were you doing? Like, he had something going. He won four years straight of ten games. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't I, – I get the you want to be in national prominence, but it's also fun to watch your team – win 10 games a year like it's it's fun to just keep doing that so yeah so no so like that you know you brought up Bo Pelini and he's winning 10 games and you oh you win nine you're fired it's like the the people that make that decision to fire you after a nine win season and you know a few 10 win seasons and you, you got the program rolling like do they not realize that firing the coach usually hurts the program for a few years. And in their case, ever since. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yep. I guess that's so why I still I'm not think, an athletic director. I know they gave uh Joshua or Justin Leonard, who the interim coach for Wisconsin is what is it? Sorry. Jim Leonard. Jim Leonard. Sorry. I knew it was a J name. I know it wasn't Joe. So mm-hmm. um, I know they gave him the, the reins, but what are the chances Barry Alvarez still coaches their bowl game if they make it there? I would say it's pretty damn high. He's going to make sure that he's on that sideline. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. That's right. Well, when, you, when you see a fumble Ruski or a fullback die, that's when you know he's starting to call the plays. Oh, don't didn't he do that a, to me, baby. A, a couple of years ago, didn't he coach a mm-hmm. bowl game or something? Yeah, okay. He did it like every year between like the Bolima – 
Paul Chris shit. He did it for like three years straight for some reason. I don't remember why, but yeah. Give me that. Give me that that fumble ruski and fullback dive. Oh, those are sexy talks to me. Even if they do have a, a normal head coach, just give him the day off and let mm-hmm. the other guy coach the bowl game. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I'm tired of, of t- t- coaching these kids this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, now, Joey, you mentioned about, you know, right now, Kirk's not going to be able to get him to that next level. I think it was like some random Hawkeye Twitter account. It made me laugh, but I want your honest opinion. He said, what we should do is uh, is retire Kirk or, or fire him or whatever, put a statue in his name, and we need to bring in Bob Stoops. He will bring Iowa to the next level and get, get them to the national championship level. Uh, I... I'm going to put it this way, uh, and I've had this conversation with multiple people before that um, either love or hate Kirk because yeah. I'm I'm all about Kirk needs to let his offensive or his coordinators do their thing like he has Phil Parker and he did Norm Parker before this on defense. He needs to let his offense do the same thing. But I, I Bob Stoops would be a name. Um, it's hard to recruit to Iowa. It's hard to recruit to Ames, as you guys know. Recruit to the state of Iowa. Mm-hmm. If you can bring Bob Stoops in and somehow get better recruits and he lets the offense open up, fuck yes. But you, you can't bring a name. In. Like, I wouldn't want Les Miles to come in. I wouldn't want, uh, I don't know, uh, Bill Snyder if he was still coaching. Like, I wouldn't want them to come in and still just win the entire fucking offense. Like, that's the thing that needs to change with Kirk. Kirk's a great coach, but he needs to let the offense flourish, um, regardless mm-hmm. of who the offensive coordinator is. He brought Ken O'Keefe in, let him run it. He went to the Dolphins, came back, and still doesn't let him do shit as a quarterback's coach. Like, let him do things. Like, I, I don't know. Kirk, yeah. I, like I said before, Kirk is awesome as far as winning 10 games a season. I don't ever expect to win a national championship in my, life, my lifetime. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm still a Hawkeye fan. I love winning 10 games. I love talking shit to Iowa State fans when I can. Mostly, I love talking shit to Nebraska fans. We keep that dominance up. Whatever. It, it's just really hard to watch football. But I know that's not everyone's flavor. Well, that, that's that been, the like we said, that's what's kept you guys kind of in check the last few years is – Probably in the last six. I mean, how many rival games have you lost? Probably on your hand, or you know, Wisconsin probably four times. Mm-hmm. Right. Iowa State, you hadn't. Uh, Minnesota maybe once. Nebraska never. I mean, mm-hmm. so uh, yeah. So I guess on your hand, you can count how many rivalry games, and those are the ones where people throw their arms up, losing the Florida well, Rosedale, the side. Yeah, and then even more importantly, look at uh, we're four and two at home versus top five teams now. Like it, yeah. out of the last six, or is it five and two last seven? It doesn't matter. Anyway, that's a great winning percentage against top five teams that are coming into Kinnick. It's just when Northwestern comes in there or an unranked Minnesota comes in and just, you know, walks all over us. Like Kirk's great at keeping the games close to keeping us in games. Um, but our offense now, I mean, do you want to jump into last week? Is that where we're going towards? A little bit. Uh, the one last thing I want to say, best uh, current open job with a coach fired, Arizona State, okay. Colorado, Nebraska, Wisconsin, Georgia Tech. Which one's the best? 100% Wisconsin. Trent? 
Yeah, well, yeah, Wisconsin for right. sure. I kind of agree as well. I think Nebraska, you could have the the uh, brand recognition that could be the next big one. But I would say that that, that is definitely a larger buildup at that. Uh, that's that. why, yeah, that's why I hesitated on Wisconsin because of Nebraska. But I think you have a lot farther to go if you take the Nebraska job as compared to the Wisconsin job. Agreed. Well, and there's also the fact that Nebraska has already said, you know, openly that they are, they're going to open the checkbook up. Like you're going to get paid whatever the fuck you want, basically, if you're the right fit. So um, they're going to bring in a big name. Send I know everyone right now. <laughs> exactly. Everyone's talking to Urban Meyer. I mean, I I know how to beat Iowa. I watch them every fucking week. Go ahead and hire me, Nebraska. I will Ooh. not let you ever beat Iowa. But yeah, just go ahead and hire me. <laughs> the future uh, Nebraska head coach Lance Leopold actually led Kansas to a victory over Iowa State, fourteen to eleven, uh, this past week. Uh, Trent, do you, do you want to start the the uh, grumbling, or do you want me to? Uh, so. Yeah, I had some family in town this past weekend, uh, so we, I didn't, I watched a little bit of the first quarter. That's it. Uh, we were out on the golf course for most of it, so yep. I didn't have to watch that. I wasn't, uh, you know, KU had what they have twenty eight yards in the second half, yep. and Iowa State can't win. Yep. I, they just shoot themselves in the foot. I mean, that's kind of what's happened in these last two games with them, the, the two games that they've lost. Um, you, mistakes. You, you, they got to quit making mistakes. So, uh, like I said, I didn't get to watch a lot of it, but what I took from Cycle on Twitter and looking at the statistics and stuff, that's that's what I took away from it is they just get in their own way right now. They could be 5-0 yeah. and oh if they didn't do that. Th- that is the tough thing that we – we are always preached on, you know, we got to do the little things right. We're going to win in the margins. We're going to do this and this. And then in one game, this isn't a season's amount of, of bad stuff. In one game, Iowa State has three missed field goals, two doinks, two interceptions, a lost fumble, five sacks allowed, a muffed punt. Our offense just could not finish drives. I mean, we had a 18 18- play drive for 70 yards for eight minutes end in a missed field goal. Um, I mean, we, we preach that we're going to do the little things right. And then here we are literally doing the little and big things wrong. And we're not practicing what we preach. And it's just, it's been frustrating to say the least. I mean, Matt, uh, Matt Campbell at Iowa state, he's two and eight in the last 10 one score games. Now the Fiesta Bowl year, Ooh. we were winning those 50, 50 games. Since then, since the uh, Big 12 uh, Conference Championship game versus Oklahoma, 2-8. and eight. I, I mean, it's, it's that's pretty bad. Yeah, and the, yeah, you said it. Like, they take these long drives and kick a field goal. Mm-hmm. They, and they put it in their kicker's hands and scoring points. Uh, yeah. They need to start punching these in. If they, You know, say if they punched, uh, what, two touchdowns in over the last two games, they're undefeated. Mm-hmm. You, you can't just keep letting the kicker go out there and try Especially, to get points. And then, and then they're missing. I mean, I feel for the guy. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it sucks. That, that was that was the wrong call in the fourth quarter. And it's easy to say now, if he makes that and we tie it up, I think we win that game in overtime because our defense just absolutely shut them down. 
but our offense was was struggling. But we give we, yep. we give ourselves a limited field. Or if he makes that, now he's two of four. The kid's got some confidence compared to one for four, and he's got his head down, you know, walking to the locker room. Yep. So, but I would say let, let, we we we've griped on Iowa State enough. Like I said, I I think we're just seeing a very young team that overachieved early in the year. They are fine. They're trying to find their stride now. Um, and a lot of the stuff that we talk about is kind of getting exposed a little bit. Is Hunter focusing on one target that he does the whole time, and he's not getting to his next progression. Um, the line did not look great being able to hold blocks on some of these passes, and Hunter's pocket presence wasn't there. He'd be standing there, and we're used to Purdy almost leaving a little too early and, and rotating out. But at least it was like extending the play. Hunter, sometimes he's standing there, and there's a linebacker full charging at him, and like he's about a yard out before he realizes, like, shit, I need to get the ball out, and then he has to he has to hold it compared to at least throw it away and and not lose yards or momentum. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, I've noticed that too. He does hold the ball. <laughs> He'll take a sack. He won't. Uh, he he needs to get out of the pocket a little quicker, and. They were talking about that on uh, the Chris Williams Brett Bloom podcast. That I mean, he's a good runner. He can get outside the pocket and make those throws that Purdy did, but oh. he just he's he's just not doing it. You I think he just doesn't have the awareness. Is that what's going on, or is he just? That's what it seems like. Yeah, I see. Yeah, it, I think so. And a, I think I think that'll come with time as well. Like I mean, that was right. Is he a four star. sophomore? Sophomore as well. Okay. Is he? Yeah. So yeah, hit a red shirt year. Okay. Yeah. So that, I mean that that kid's got a huge arm. Like as an Iowa fan, that that scares me in the years and, to come. And Tom and Manning too. let him fucking throw the ball then, not these shallow crossers the whole fucking time. Yeah. So I saw a stat that um, on Saturday, Iowa State had twelve completions on third down. Yep. Two of them. Went for a first down. I mean, that is, this that's is right a, out of Ferris's How does that line. happen? Yeah, it's out of Ferris's playbook. Hey, we need seven yards. We better run a, 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 a route for five yards. Yeah. Hey, we need two yards. Screen behind the line. Like, fucking go vertical with it, man. Yeah, there was a, a video. It was on Twitter that they needed, I think, eight yards for a first down. And five routes were run on that not one of those routes were ran past the first down marker yeah jesus christ <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll, I'll briefly bring up the referees were also terrible in this game reviewing non-reviewable plays the punt return right before we needed where we actually had a decent return and we just yeah. had to have that short drive which led to the missed field goal at the end of the game they they spotted the ball we got tackled on the 39 there was a flag thrown. They went and reviewed it, not a not a penalty. And then they spotted the ball on the 43-yard line. They spotted a four-yard difference. How the yeah. fuck do you do that? They took four yards away just by a mistake. I mean, so who knows? I'm sure everyone's overanalyzed this game. I'm kind of over it. You know, yeah. no offense. Congrats, you know, Kansas. Your five wins are Tennessee Tech, FCS, the last place team in the Big 12, the tied for eighth place team in the Big Twelve, Houston, who's two and three, and who's their uh, Duke, who's Duke. the best team in the worst division in a- in the ACC. They're coastal. They're four and one. So I mean, 
you know, you, you got ranked. You finally ended that drought. It only took Leopold 17 games, which is impressive. Um, now Illinois holds the crown of, of longest drought of being unranked. And they got game day this week. Mm-hmm. First time ever. Kansas they, TCU, baby. Yeah. They they ESPN finally heard enough of those Jayhawk tears. They finally went to Lawrence. God, they, they only host about what every every other big uh, primetime game in a uh, primetime game in, in basketball, but they didn't go to college game day there, so they, they had to pout yeah. about it. And and I know what you're saying is you're just mad because he lost. Yep, and I'm projecting it. I, I <laughs> you know I'm just and like I was gonna say to, to to you, Joey, earlier when you're going, oh, you can be happy about Kansas. How would it, how would it be if if we went? Hey, Joey, not only Nebraska beats you. But then they finally get to be ranked, and everyone in the country is happy for them, and not you. That's the feeling right now because the Jayhawks kick our ass in basketball. They win national championships. You don't mm. get to be good at football. I've said that forever. You don't get to be good at two main sports. You get one. That's it. Yeah. That's why pick, I would pick one. Ku wrestling. Pick one and stay in your lane. Exactly. Yeah, but <laughs> but but so that this is probably hopefully a one year thing with you guys. In Kansas, um, the difference is Nebraska have won national championships and think that they be the best all the fucking time, and we'll talk shit even when Scott Frost loses. So that's the big difference: is Nebraska fans have no reality filter, I guess, and maybe it just comes with that state just being a fuck stick in the middle of the United States that has nothing to. Oh God, and. Here I, am I just think that. I think right in. now, but I think the national media as well. They're going to say the same thing. When Nebraska is good at football, it's good for college football. They say the same thing, you know. Yeah. But no one says that about Kansas because it's always like, well, you're just the one guaranteed win a year, and you go on. And mm-hmm. I've never seen so many people that don't give a shit about Jayhawk football for the last thirty years go finally. Oh my god, this is two thousand nine again. Two thousand nine again. And all I can say is, I hope it's two thousand nine again. You want to know why? Trent, do you know why? Because after that, then they sucked for another decade and a half. Because they lost seven straight and they didn't go to a bowl game. So that's why I hope it's 2009 again. <laughs> yeah. So that was a weird stat that uh, the last time they went, got to 5-0, and it was coming off an Iowa State victory, which was really close. And this is the same thing that happened this year. So, yep. Yeah. It, it took Iowa State's probably one of their worst games in Matt Campbell's era to win by three points. So and at home. So congratulations, Kansas Jayhawks. You you, you got to win. Let, let's uh <laughs> let's move on before it turns way too negative. Joey, uh, <laughs> Iowa, Iowa lost to Michigan twenty seven to fourteen. My God, it looks like you have quite a few points. Go ahead and start. And you want it to be less negative? For... I was going to say before it gets what more negative. <laughs> Iowa State negative. See now, now no. you're you got to be the one that's walking the ledge, and we talk you off now. We're just going to switch the script. There is no fault. Iowa lost to number four Michigan, as Brian said, uh, twenty-seven fourteen. Mm. Offense struggled again until the fourth quarter. Where the fuck those fourteen points came from, and how we were driving the ball is beyond me. Spencer Peters couldn't hit the broadside of a barn for the first three quarters, and all of a sudden he's just, like, making plays like crazy. Um, The whole thing stalled. The whole comeback stalled when Sam Laporta runs a fourth and two and runs a one yard out and 
Peters throws it behind him. First of all, Laporta <laughs> did run past the sticks, and Peters yeah. then throws it behind him. No chance of getting that first down. So that yeah. killed everything. Um, but yeah, most importantly, the defense we have is is great. And I'm going to keep harping that, even though that we gave up 27 points for the first time all year. But um, to Michigan. Right, it, it, to number four Michigan. J.J. McCarthy yeah. looked amazing. He did not look like a 19-year-old. He looked really good moving forward. I think Michigan is the second best team in the Big Ten. We're going to get to our power rankings later. I don't think they're one of those teams that can uh, um, challenge for a national championship, but I wouldn't be surprised if they could hold their own uh, defensively with Ohio State and like try and shut them down. And maybe McCarthy makes a play here and there. And that Corburn, um, or I think that's his name from least their running back on Michigan. That dude was yeah. a fucking. He, he's a he's a gamer, man. I I, I love watching him play. Um, I think Michigan. At number four, somehow is underrated. I think they're, I think they're a better team. But the top three teams are just so fucking out there good that I think Michigan, any other year, would be like the best team in the land. Good trying to figure out their quarterback type thing. Um, yeah. I, I think Michigan's really really good. That said, I wish they wouldn't have scored, um, or I wish Iowa wouldn't have scored that last touchdown because. The game was well in hand before they scored that junk touchdown at the end. So, padding anyway, sure, it, padding. It, it's like if you're laying on a brick pillow and you put more bricks in there to make it feel softer. You're you're padding nothing. You're just you're making it worse. So, um, yeah, Petrus still just doesn't doesn't feel like the right fit. I don't know what's going on. I, I still want Brian out. I know a lot of people do too, but uh, yeah, moving forward, I think Iowa is the best team in the West. Um, Wisconsin's down, Minnesota lost, um, and I thought they were overrated to begin with. The rest aren't really good. We'll find out this weekend with Illing, and we'll talk about this in a little bit, but I still think Iowa's the best in the West just because of that defense, and if somehow we can build on the momentum. I mean, I guess that would be the one thing about the garbage touchdown is if we can build on that momentum. Awesome. I hope that we can do that. I wish kind of they would have put Padilla in or Padilla in, whatever his name is, um, mm -hmm. at the end of the game just to see him with the first team. But God knows that wasn't going to be Kirk's thing. So anyway, yeah. um I don't feel horrible about this game because it was number four Michigan, and I think that they are better than – I can't say that they're better than what the nation thinks because they are ranked four, but I do think they're better than what they're giving credit for for Michigan, if that makes any sense. That makes sense. It's just funny looking at the standings here. At the beginning of the year, I, I mean, you could almost flip this thing over, and that would have been yep. the preseason ring. Wisconsin winning, yeah. Iowa second, Nebraska third, and they were a surprise pick, maybe Minnesota, and then like Northwestern Illinois. I'm telling you, uh, oh, never mind. I, I was about to say Northwestern might pull that. They've done the first; they've been in first place and last place, alternating every other year. I mean, they could, st they technically still could one and one in conference, but. I don't know, but Brett Bielema's got Illinois playing something else. Um, yeah, North, Northwestern's realize... one in four. 
Sorry, I didn't realize ahead, Northwestern hasn't won since they beat Nebraska in week zero. <laughs> I didn't realize yep. that. <laughs> okay. You know what? You know what sounds really dumb? I'm sorry, Joey. I actually missed your whole last point. I didn't realize how many teams in the uh, Big Ten, their logo is just a letter. Like Iowa is an actual animal. And, you know, M, P, N, I, Spartan, R, I, M. I mean, I didn't realize so many of them were letters. I don't know if I'm just getting a little it's drunk a or what's three. going on here. No, it's three. Yeah, so it's Michigan three, State. Three. Yeah, only three. Penn State and Iowa. Yep. Michigan State and Iowa. I didn't realize how right. many. That's how, I got to just look. Yeah, see, I mean, look at the logo, logo. Okay, some letters, letters, logo. Okay, I guess it's kind of the same in the Big 12. I don't know why I just – Gee, I, I better slow down here, guys. This crowd might be getting to me. I was thinking, like, why are there so many letters in the in the? Fuck no, keep it rolling, Chug. I think that I think that should be a, a unanimous pod social. Let's do it. Everyone else yes, listening. Oh boy, pod social, first time ever. Pod social. All right, I think we're just gonna have to start implementing those in the middle of the agenda as well. Pod <laughs> social break. What we need what we need to do while our teams aren't doing well is anytime we get two down, pod social. So we just restart, go from there. So we don't yeah, just get all negative and it's not good to fun to listen to. Pod social we jump in. There you yep. go. And um, so as I'm as I'm reaching over, it's because my uh mini fridge is right next to me. So that's okay. why I'm grabbing one. Anyway. Um, well, we'll I would say we'll move on. We've, we've, you know, the past is the past. We're, we're all forward thinkers. We're all progressive. We're moving forward here. Any of these big games, did you guys catch any? I watched Clemson, North Carolina mm-hmm. State a little bit. Um, Ole Miss, Kentucky a little bit early. I really didn't catch any of the other games because I was wa- why I was watching Iowa, no offense, beyond me. And then I just watched the train wreck of Kansas, Iowa State. I was kind of numb the rest of the day, to be honest. So I didn't really catch a lot of the other big games. So I, I didn't watch much either because like I said we were golfing um, for most of the day. But that evening we went up to the restaurant here in Brandon and I, did, I couldn't really hear it because we were in this loud restaurant, but it was on TV and it was the Clemson North Carolina State game with the mm-hmm. Pat McAfee crew yeah. cast oh, thing. Nice. Did, did yeah. either of you like get to watch that or listen to it? Because yeah. I, like I said, I could see it, but I couldn't hear it. He dropped like, one F-bomb at least. And then he, I think in game day, he said they're going to clap those cheeks about one of the teams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's yep. why you bring him in, though. You pay the little FCC fine and you get a little bit of a snip, and people are going, I got to catch it. Pat McAfee saying this yeah. shit. You know? I, yeah. Yep. I love Pat McAfee show and all that. But I was like watching that. Like I said, couldn't hear it, but I'm just like, that's awesome. Like, yeah. I, that's just a dream. Like, just watch a random football game and doesn't matter what you say like it doesn't have to be analysis like you're being cast on ESPN for that yeah you're you're mm-hmm. listening because he was a kicker that 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 punters lives matter or whatever it used to be for and, the you brand know, you know, what's that for the, for the brand. brand come on but, you know he was he was a you know he's a kicker he's promoting that side but then it, it almost pissed you off cuz like okay so you have a great personality you used to play in the NFL you're rich it's like what the fuck can this guy not do I'm waiting for him to launch, be the next person. There's Blue Space and there's SpaceX. He's going to launch the next fucking NASA, you know, just because everything he does, he succeeds at. Yeah, he, I don't know. He's It's just awesome to see because I started listening to his podcast when he first started, when he retired, and now he's grown it to this. 
So yeah. it, it's it's pretty awesome. No, so it, it it's definitely fun, and, and it's it's funny just seeing so many people that are uh, that they'll tune in because I think they've they've slowly been testing it throughout the years where they used to do the round tree. I think it was like five years ago was the first time they did. Hey, ESPN national championship. ESPN two is the round table where you're going to list the coaches and everyone talk about it. And then you have your, you know, this is the home home team announcers for Bama and Clemson and all that. But hmm. it's interesting because I mean, it's like, you know, how often would you complain when you have a 65 inch TV, you know, back in the day when you watch something widescreen, it's like, why do I have all this screen if I'm not going to watch it? And now we're watching split screen of, a group of friends watching the same watching game, you know? people watching the game. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it feels like we're more and more getting closer to idiocracy, you know? Yeah. The, 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 it's because they have electrolytes is pretty soon what we're all going to be fucking saying. So. Mm-hmm. So to answer your question, uh, the original one, I did watch all the games. I was just sitting in a hotel room in Atlanta and uh, I was also pretty numb, but for different reasons, I was drinking a lot of vodka. <laughs> Um, so, but no, I watched all the Iowa game. I watched the, I watched the Ole Miss Kentucky game. Um, I watched the NC state Clemson game. Uh, they, it it was a great weekend of college football and I'm, you know, no offense to my family or, uh, Rochelle or anything, but it was kind of nice. That was a good weekend of college football to just like not have anything to do, which was awesome. So, um, I enjoyed all the games. I thought the, I, I really thought the Ole Miss Kentucky game, and I'll get to this a little bit later. I really thought that was going to be more higher scoring, but it's fine. Uh, Ole Miss still won. So I, uh, uh, the only thing I was going to mention about the big games as well is everyone was talking about how Oklahoma State didn't have a quality win this year. They beat up on some, on Arkansas Pine Bluff, but you know, are they really? They proved it. I mean, Baylor, mm-hmm. like, and you saw them. They dominated Iowa State on the line, and they have some very good players. And Oklahoma State, from what I understand, just yep. absolutely dominated them this week. So that I think that was a big indication on, okay, these three, you know, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Baylor, we can kind of interchange them. I think right now it's Oklahoma State, you know, by a decent shot. And then maybe TCU, I don't know. They're kind of in the middle there. Baylor, I think, is the closest competitor with them right now. Mm-hmm. Maybe Kansas State, and again, if Kansas State has a perfect game. Right. And, and yes, I, I agree with you. Oklahoma state is, and we'll get into this in a little bit again. Uh, I keep saying that, but Oklahoma state for me is the best team in the big 12 by far. Um, but I also mentioned on the last pod that I thought the BAM Arkansas game was going to be close. And yeah, it, it was until the third quarter and they was shut down, shut down that last real drive that Arkansas had and then scored 14 unanswered and it just got out of hand from there. So yeah, um, it, yeah, I. It was a great weekend of college football. I, I can't lie; it was awesome. Mm. Also, it's a little closer than what my. I don't know what I was doing, just rushing through. Arkansas had twenty-seven, and they failed to cover the spread because one of their wide receivers apparently doesn't didn't know what it was and was doing the little juking and jiving and didn't get like a two yards for a first down. But um, yeah, I, I mean, I think that was kind of. It, like I said, it was a lot of good football, and I th- and this week it was, it was just as much. There's a lot of great football going on this week, but um, real quick, I would say we'll kind of jump in before this week's games. We'll kind of we we talked about doing a little power rankings. Uh, Trent, you have yours on on the agenda here. You want to go down yep. yours uh, top to bottom first? 
Yeah, so I did power rankings for the Big 12. Uh, didn't do any for the Big 10 because I just haven't just been busy every week. Haven't watched a ton of college football yet, but uh, you know, follow the Big 12 enough that I I can make an educated guess. Um, so uh, we we've said this all podcast that Oklahoma State is heads and shoulders above the rest of the Big 12 right now. So I have Oklahoma State at one. Um, right behind them, I have Baylor. I still think Baylor's a good football team. Um, I, I mean, at the beginning of the season, I believe I said they're going to win the Big 12. Uh, they still can. Um, so after Baylor, that's, you know, after your top two teams, it gets kind of muddy. Uh, Kansas State, I still think, like we just said, if they play a good game, they can beat anybody. Uh, I have Kansas at four. That is shocking to say. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And TCU right behind them at five. So they're the two, you know, they're two undefeated teams, but I've, I threw two teams above them here. So one of them won't be undefeated here in, you know, 72 hours. Um, yeah. And then Texas, I have Texas above Oklahoma, Texas at six, Oklahoma at seven. Uh, I think the, the game this weekend, Texas, I think, what are they favored by like nine points nine. or something like that? Yeah. Uh, so uh, I, I think Texas wins that game. Oklahoma, they're 0 and 2 in the Big 12, got destroyed by TCU. My lock of the week last week was Oklahoma covering uh six points. Yeah, oh my god, that, yeah, that, yeah. Uh, but so I have you know six Texas, seven Oklahoma, uh, Texas Tech coming in at uh, at eight, uh, just you know, because they've, they've beat Texas this year, um. Yep. Iowa State at nine and West Virginia. I think they are the worst team in the Big Twelve. So hmm. that that's my power rankings right now. Uh, go, going back to the Texas Oklahoma game, have you seen the stuff going around uh, Twitter that all Big Twelve fans are not supposed to watch that game just to tank the rankings and to let it show that nobody gives a crap about those two schools? Ooh. Only game without a ranked team in the Big Twelve this week. Yep. Oh shit! Yeah. Wow. Uh, so so far, I think I think what what was it? Uh, someone came up with the stat: um, teams that are ranked in the Big Twelve and new Big uh, Big Twelve: Oklahoma State, Baylor, Kansas, Kansas State, Cincinnati, and uh, shit BYU. Teams that are unranked: Oklahoma, Texas, Texas A and M, Colorado, Nebraska, um, Missouri. It's like all the teams that have left the Big 12 unranked, all the teams coming in ranked. So, but I think the only thing I disagree with you, Trent, and just, and this is just semantics, because like you say, once you get out of the top three, it's kind of, it's cares? so hard right now in the Big 12 outside I, the top three. I think I'd put TCU at, at four over Kansas. And I think I'd put, I actually, I, I think I'd put TCU, Texas, Kansas. Just because Texas is getting Quinn Ewers back now, yeah. again we get another week into this thing. I, th I think all of a sudden we, we get a good decision. Is Quinn Ewers actually got that dog in him, or is yep. it is it just a fluke? Yeah, I mean if they win, if they you know beat Oklahoma, cover that spread, show yep. us that you should be higher. Joey, how about how about your uh, Big Ten rankings? Uh, so. I've got a bunch of groupings, and it, it's only because 
I think there's different tiers for the Big Ten. So first, okay. first and foremost, I have Ohio State. Um, and excuse me, one second. Um, I think that there's only three teams that can really win the national championship this year. I think it's Georgia, then Alabama, Ohio State, and then that's that. Then the rest of the field. Like I think those are the only three that can win it. I think um, anyone else that does win it would be a big surprise at this point. Okay. That said, so I have Oklahoma in my top tier. Michigan at number two um, is my second tier. And I think they are head and shoulders above the next one, which is Penn State. Um, and I think Penn State is a very good team. I just don't think they can compete with Michigan. After that, I've got one, two, three, four, five, six teams that – you could intermix these. I'm going to put Iowa at the top because I think that defense is awesome. Um, I think that they can still win the West. So I have Iowa, Illinois, Purdue, Maryland, Minnesota, Indiana. Um, I think Iowa can beat Illinois. I think Iowa can beat any of the teams at the bottom of my list, but I definitely think they can beat the teams that are um, in that grouping based on Shalom. And then after that, in the bottom tier, I have Wisconsin, Rutgers, Northwestern, Nebraska, and Michigan State. You don't think Wisconsin makes that kind of upper middle tier strictly for the talent they have on the team, even if they got rid of Paul Christ? Man, I don't know. I, it, it's going to take a lot. I mean, they just lost to Illinois. I, I, it's not that I think Illinois is a bad team. I just – I don't – think Wisconsin is the cohesion they normally do. I've never been a Graham Mertz fan. I think Mertz sucks. Um, and I know that he came in as like a four and a half star recruit or whatever the fuck that Wisconsin wants to tout him as. But I mm. I don't think he's their answer at quarterback. Well, who the fuck am I to say? I don't know what good quarterback play is. I have no idea. I mean, I haven't seen that in 10 years. So um, I'm pretty sure at one of the first college football pods, we gave – a team, a surprise team, and I picked Wisconsin this year because that they've always been good, but now they got a they're good and they got a good quarterback. Yeah, ah. Ah. Big ten. <laughs> Big ten. No, I, I I honestly think the Big Ten West is going to come down to who loses to Purdue last. <laughs> to be honest with you, so I think Minnesota's running in that driver's seat of being okay because I think for, I, I honestly think Purdue is a good team that is not going to win the West. It, they're just, I don't know. Anyway. Um, yeah. So my top five in the big 10, Ohio state, Michigan, Penn state, Iowa, Illinois. I, I think that's how it's going to shake out at the end of the year too. I just don't think Wisconsin has the right mentality this year to pull that off. And then I think Minnesota, they're going to PJ. Fleck, they're going to unroll it at some point, and they did last. I think they're going to continue to do that. I was kind of worried about them with their defense, and then you see mm -hmm. that Charlie Jones put up like a hundred more yards against them. So awesome, good for him. Um, God, I I'm so glad you're not at Iowa anymore, and you're actually showing out. So that's good, man. Succeeding. I wish you, yeah. I wish you were at Iowa showing out, but you, you wouldn't have. So and that's not on you. So real real quick here. I just want to do some of our predictions early in the season. My overrated was correct. I said Oklahoma was overrated, and we're kind of seeing that right now. Underrated Houston, garbage pick. Joey, you're overrated with USC. They're number five in the country right now. Um, 
and your underrated was Iowa. <laughs> and then uh, Trent, your overrated was Clemson. I think they're still number four in the country. And your underrated was Wisconsin. <laughs> just fired their coach. <laughs> we are um, good. We are very good. Jesus oh, Christ. I'm, since we're almost halfway through the season, our week zero hot takes. I said Nebraska starts three and one. They they were one and three and fired their coach. Um, Oklahoma, Trent, yours is actually spot on. Oklahoma will under Venables will struggle. At best, they will finish third in the conference and miss the conference championships back to back years. Right now, that one is the best prediction we've had. Mm-hmm. And then Joey said Miami is officially back and wins the ACC under <laughs> Mario Cristobal. Now those and were hot takes. Yeah, no. those were supposed to be goofy, but Trent, yours was fucking spot on, my friend. Fire. Fire. Just hot takes everywhere. And not that we don't want to discuss it, Joey, but I, I kind of agree with your rankings right now. I mean, I think it's one, two, three, Ohio State way up here. Michigan, Michigan on a good day can beat them, but they, I mean, when you, when you have to start the year with mul- starting multiple quarterbacks, you're going to have that bit of controversy. Penn State, Sean Clifford is 35 years old. Um, I don't know how long he's been here, nine years at least. Um, right. But yeah, I mean, I, I, and again, this can all change if they have a, a solid couple games and they, up, you know, dominate some teams and upset someone they're not supposed to. All of a sudden that can change. But right now I agree. Those top three and, and the shitty thing for them, no offense, Joey, you, you got one of the easiest divisions in, in football. That, that, that East, holy shit, man. Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State every single year. Mm-hmm. And then Mel Tucker's there too. <laughs> Well, in Michigan State, normal years puts up a good fight against everybody. I mean, it's Mel Tucker hasn't, but uh, prior to that, yeah. Well, I guess 2019 they ran the table and they were in the Big Ten Championship against Iowa. So, yeah, it's uh, yeah, I I, I don't even know where I'm going with this. I, I have so many feelings about the Big Ten that I can just express it. Throughout, we, we, we can keep venting them on a week to week basis, my friend. That's the good thing. <laughs> I know it. So, what I would everyone is shitting on the Big Ten West because they're losing to the Big Ten East and they're losing yeah. to um, non conference people. Um, but I, I would really <laughs> like to see, people. I would like to see any team in the Pac 12 come into that Big Ten West and do better than it like like dominate it like I, I i i don't think the big 10 west is as bad as everyone thinks like I, I think everyone there has a good defense and other than iowa most of them have a competent offense so i just think that uh the big 10 I mean, west co- isn't as in a couple years you'll you'll get your wish there usc coming in right mm-hmm. yeah bring, bring on the ucla how much yeah. do we shit on UCLA and they're they're up there as well? Yep, I, I got some UCLA talk here in a little bit. Ooh, I was just looking up the Pac-12 standings. God, USC. No offense, I'm looking at them right now. US, US, USC, UCLA, Oregon, Utah. I think anyone, Washington. I think any one of those could go into the West right now, and if they don't win it, they're a clear second or third, to be honest. Now, are they beating Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State? Penn State, maybe. The other two, I don't think so. But we'll, uh, <laughs> while Joey's peeping at someone, go with Helly No, we'll- sorry. There's someone just came and emptied the dumpster, ran yeah. the dumpster into another car. So <laughs> that's fun. 
Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, Iowa is on the road this weekend. They are a three and a half point underdog right now, uh, playing mm-hmm. Illinois over under at 36 and a half. I just realized how low that was at 630 on the Big Ten Network. Uh, Joey, how you feeling? Uh, I think the Hawks win. Um, I, I would, again, smash that under. I, I do think that uh, it's going to be a very close game. I don't think Burt has a lot of shit up his sleeve that we haven't seen before, so that'll be fun. But, uh, yeah, give me the Hawks with the points. Um, yeah, I'll take it. Illinois only allowed 42 points on, on defense this year. That's less than Iowa. Yeah, but they didn't play Michigan yet. Iowa up yeah. until the Michigan game surrendered 26 or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that's that got to be up there. Sorry, I, I'm pulling up the stats right now. I mean, that's got to be up there on probably uh, country low, to be honest. Yeah. Miss, Minnesota's probably still up there. They only allowed 14 to Purdue. So, <laughs> Top three defenses, points per game. Illinois, 8.4. Minnesota, 8.8. Iowa, 10. Yeah, there we go. So yeah, uh, yeah, I, I'm still going to take the Hawks. I I just I keep harping on it every week. I think that defense is special. I really do, and I wish we had any sort of offense, any sort of offense with this defense. I mean, we would have been uh, actually ranked at number two last year instead of just I say fictionally because that was bullshit. So yeah, yeah, I'm going to go with the that Hawks. Was kind of everyone and... losing in front of you, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take the Hawks, with, and I don't even need the points. I just think they're going to straight up win. Trent, what do you think? Uh, I mean, I I think Iowa wins this game. Uh, you know, it's on the road. Defense, Iowa's defense is so good. Mm-hmm. We just talked about Illinois' defense and their scoring. But I, I, I think Iowa gets this one done. But, yeah, 36 and a half. Un, over under uh what what was the one that earlier was it 34 33. earlier this year yep. okay that one did get down to 33 okay so yeah. i mean whew, this is so, high scoring here okay yeah, 36 <laughs> yeah. i i i just think right now joey until i see anything on that offense doing you're either gonna have to rely on a defensive or special teams touchdown which i was capable of um I, I'm, I'm going to kind of lean towards Illinois. The few times I have watched them, they have looked – I mean, I'm sorry, man. Their, their defense looks ju- not as good as Iowa's, but their offense has something, at least, compared to the zero that you see from Brian Ferentz. So. Yeah, yeah, but they, they do have the Belima, I'm going to run it down your throat offense, and Iowa's very good against the run. It took Michigan – that Colburn, he, he's very good at running, but it took them spreading it out and then pounding it down in the second half in order to get him to get going on offense. So I I think that I don't think they have the weapons on the outside or the quarterback. So um, I I still, I'm believing in the Hawks, baby. Let's do it. Hopefully. Excellent. Yeah. I would say I, I agree. I would say, I think it's going to be a tight game either way. I mean, three and a half point spread. I just think, I mean, the other thing that we haven't seen, I would do it all, all this year, though. And I'm sorry. Well, I guess it's going to depend on how, what you call a true away game because Rutgers, that's probably the one of the bigger crowds they're going to have this year. But you know, 
playing on, on the road is only going to be hostile enough in order to disrupt Iowa any more than what they can, you know. So th- that'll be interesting no. if they can get that done in Champaign. And I don't know if you've ever seen the stadium in Champaign. It's not much better than Northwestern's being like yeah. basically a revamped high school stadium. So, yeah, it, it's it's not the greatest confines, but, yeah, mm-hmm. it, it is what it is. It's a road game in the Big Ten. We, we, we know every single one of those is going to be tough, though. So, yep. Um, next one, Kansas State, two-point favorites, actually, coming into Iowa State and Ames here. Over-under set at 45 points at 630 on ESPN2. Trent, how are you feeling? Well, Iowa State cannot start the Big 12 season 0-3. They have to win. This is a must-win game. Um, I think at home at night, uh, I think we asked Iowa if we can use the black jerseys. Iowa did allow it. So I think we're good there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't know. I, I think our, our defense is still playing good enough to beat anybody in the Big 12. Uh, hopefully, you know, if Iowa State doesn't make those mistakes, I think we win this game easy. So Iowa State has had Kansas State's number the last few years after they just rolled us for a decade. So, yep. I, I, I mean, I want to – see that continue uh so i i hope iowa state like i said doesn't make the mistakes and if that happens i think iowa state can win this so sorry i was just pulling up the because we talked about rushing defense here joey illinois sitting at 70.2 yards a game they're third in the country iowa state i mean this is what i'm most excited about i guess is why i pulled up we're only allowing 83 yards per game and what does Kansas State have? They have two of the top three rushers in the Big 12 right now with Adrian Martinez and Deuce Vaughn. So if we're yeah. able – this is what we're going to have. We're going to have to stop them with with the with their rushing yards. Because, I mean, if you can force Adrian Martinez to pass the ball, I, I think it's game over. Iowa State wins with ease. But if Especially, we – Especially, yeah, force, force Kansas State to throw the ball. We got a good run defense. And we have oh, you know, force yep. them to throw the ball because what is TJ Tampa and Miles Purchase? Is he the other one? Yep. It, like those are two of the best corners in the Big Twelve. Like make them throw. If if I can say one thing yeah. about the cornerbacks, it'd be number three and four in the state. So that's good. Yeah. If there's one thing I can say about the cornerbacks and just the secondary in general for Iowa State, think about of it like a decade ago where we would just be missing every fucking open field tackle. They have improved so much just on the defensive side. How many times were they would what one guy would he would try and swipe an ankle, we'd miss it, and they'd be able to you know you'd be seeing a seventy yard run. They have just deeply improved on the open field tackling. And I agree. If we can force Adrian Martinez, who is special with his legs, but if we can force him to throw the ball, I, I, I think we can. It's just going to be, like you said, the margin stuff. Are we going to be able to not throw two interceptions? Are we going to be able to not muff punts? Are we going to be able to throw the ball vertically? I mean, because of, because of our coaching and play calling. That's been one thing that's let us down the last two weeks is coaching capabilities right now. Yeah, yeah, and that's stuff that can it can get cleaned up. 
And I hope hopefully in the last seven days, they've done that. That, that, that. I mean, that that's the tough thing right now is it just feels like right now we're trending downward and we're not, it's, you can't even blame a big injury. Like we could, if that was Brees Hall that was injured and we lost, we could blame it on that. But I think with Jaleel Brock, as much as I like him, or I'm sorry, Jarrell, I, I always say it wrong, but with Jarrell Brock, you know, are, are, we know Campbell can develop running backs. That one injury shouldn't be what held us back, and it definitely isn't the only reason, but it, it I don't know, man. I, I, I Right now, I just feel like with Kansas State, there, there are so many times where we shut Jalen down, but they also lost a running back uh, last week, Jalen Daniels. I just feel like Adrian Martinez and Deuce Vaughn are, here was Kansas and we stopped them. I just think they're at that next level, and are we going to be able to stop both weapons rushing? Yep, totally agree. So, I don't know. And, and Joey, I did catch the comment there. I just decided to move on with it. <laughs> That's fine. Can can I get my can I get my take on the Iowa State Kansas State game? Go for it. <clears throat> so I know you guys are touting this uh, rushing defense. So. Good teams you've played. Iowa has no offense whatsoever. Baylor doesn't rush the ball. Kansas doesn't rush the ball. So, I mean, I think that rush defense is a little bit inflated. But I still think Iowa State's defense is the best in the Big 12. And I still think that Iowa State, even though I put them lower in my power rankings, I I still really, really think Iowa State's going to end up in the top two or three, maybe four of the Big 12 this year, once once it all plays out, I think they're they caught Baylor on an off week, and the refs were terrible. Um, Kansas is just on momentum, and I think Iowa State readies the ship this week, beats Kansas State handedly. Um, I hope that they have a spy for Adrian. Um, if you have a spy on Adrian, um, I, I hope. I literally, I, I think that if Iowa and Iowa State played in week zero every year it would give both of our fan bases like the whole summer to talk shit to each other and then after that have a scrimmage against each other and like work on things that they didn't you know weren't the best for that game and then have that bye week like that would be awesome because iowa could teach them so much about ag martinez and i hope that uh matt campbell is smart enough to show this is how you contain this motherfucker just just do this type of thing. So we'll see. Um, I, I, I think Iowa State wins this, and I'm going to say they win it by 10 points. I, I'm going to have to disagree on one thing there, Joey. Baylor's averaging 187 yards rushing a game. Kansas is averaging 218 yards a game. Now, the issue, so I, I think both of those have solid rushing attacks, especially with Adrian doing the speed option. Or I'm sorry, with Jalen Daniels doing the speed option at, at Kansas, we shut it down. Now the issue is Kansas State, their third nation, they're averaging 267 yards rushing a game. So I, I think we've, we've proven so far, and, and because, again, you're also going to have SEMO and Utah bring those stats down even more. And, 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 I, and I am looking at it, Iowa was down there in rushing yards per game. I, I just think Kansas State is on that next level. And unfortunately right now this is kind of – not not only just the momentum we're losing in the margins, 
I mean, I brought up the stat er earlier, and it's going to specifically kind of get into like one of my locks of the week. I mean, I think Kansas State wins, and I think they cover two points because I think they can easily win by a field goal. And if we're not going to win win in the margins, especially with a team that has a solid defense and can solidly run the ball, I think that it forces us to where they're going to get ahead and we're going to have to force Hunter's throwing ability. And if Tom Manning doesn't open up the vertical passing game, it's just going to be crossovers to X. He's going to throw them across the middle and then he's going to get injured again because it just I, I haven't seen them willingly throw the ball vertically and, and and let Hunter throw like we know he can throw. I'm sorry, you broke up for the last three minutes. I didn't hear any of those Big 12 rushing stats. I don't care. Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I was No, don't do it again. I did. I'm sorry, I had to I scroll all the way them. to the bottom. Iowa, 88 yards rushing a game. Okay, sorry, go ahead. There we go. There we go. <laughs> No, I, I'm kidding. I, I'm just going by normal Big 12 standards. I, 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 I still think Iowa State. I, I honestly, how I'm, I guess, feeling this podcast is I believe in Iowa State a little more than you guys do, and I just maybe that's me wanting them to win so that our record looks better as an Iowa fan. But I, I really believe that that defense is good. Um, I think. Like I said, I think they got Kansas on a momentum streak, and I think Baylor got, you know, lucky with the refs. So I think Iowa State shuts them down. All right. I appreciate it, Joe. We need, we need some positivity on here. Um, hold on. We'll rush through the big games, and then we'll kind of do our locks of the week here. We'll, we'll just rush through it. Which, which is the game you're most, most look forward to? Uh, for listeners of on the actual podcast, we got – the Red River rivalry game, Texas is a nine-point favorite. Uh, we got uh, Tennessee. <clears throat> excuse me. We have number eight, Tennessee, three-point favorites at LSU. Uh, we have uh, number 17, TCU, seven-point favorite at Kansas. We've got a n- number 11, Utah, three-and-a-half-point favorite at 18, UCLA. We have number 16, BYU, as a three-and-a-half-point underdog versus Notre Dame in Las Vegas in neutral site. And then I mentioned Washington State at number six, USC, and then Florida State at number uh, 14, North Carolina State. Um, Trent, which is the one you're look, most look forward to? I'm going to Big 12 homer this uh, and go with TCU, KU. Game day is going to be there. Um, yeah. this, is, this is Kansas. This is their chance to show – are they for real? Um, you know, like I said Yay. last week, they beat Iowa State, and on one of Campbell's worst games in his career in seven years at Iowa State. So, uh, this is their chance to say, you know, beat TCU. They're an undefeated team as well. Um, that that's mine. That I'm looking forward to that. I would say mine, and it's going to be new Big 12, I'm looking forward to that BYU at Notre Dame game. Neither team is exceptionally good, but I kind of like the idea of Mormons versus Catholics in that one. (laughs) Especially in a neutral site like Vegas, that's got to be such a weird environment, but that should I think that will be a fun game to watch. Yep. Joy, what's your most, of, of just these six big games at the bottom? Yeah, I really, really... 
I think the Pac-12 is a shit-ass conference, but I really, really like their games, and I think that most of them are competitive. So I'm going to ride that UCLA train that I picked last week with the upset over Washington. I think that Utah coming in there is a, a huge game for these guys, and I think yep. uh, the DTR, Demetrius the Thompson Robinson, just fucking goes ham. He – he looked like a kid that was playing on another level last week. So mm-hmm. hopefully that keeps up. Um, but yeah, I, I really, I want to be entertained at the end of the night. And I think that that's where it's going to be. That, uh, that, that is one I'm definitely looking forward to as well. That, that will be who's actually for real in the PAC 12. And that's going to be a, so I mean, that could be their conference championship game right now, you know, mm-hmm. probably more U- USC to be honest, but you know, a couple upsets that could be, um, I'll be honest, no offense, I, I think Tennessee, LSU, if it wasn't just SEC throwing our face all the fucking time, that would probably be consensus best one. I also think Tennessee kind of just blows them out of the water too. That that Hendon Hooker is just on another freaking level, and mm-hmm. LSU is squeaking in at 25, which is why I, I wanted to put a top 25 matchup in there. I just – I think Tennessee's too much right now. I think they might be on the verge of taking that next step of kind of being not, – not the floor mat, the kind of being the, that upper middle – they might be able to take that next step here. I, I told you guys last week, I think that the winner of that Florida-Tennessee game is the only team in the East that can hold their own against Georgia. And I think that team can hold their own against anyone in the West, I mean, including Alabama. Alabama doesn't look invincible or invincible like every other year. And I that was my lock of the week until I just decided to change it. We Joey, we lost you quite yeah, a bit. Yeah, we're losing time. Joey. But I would say we'll we'll wait for him to kind of get caught up here. But it sounds like we're kind of gonna kind of go to the picks. Joey, yeah. you back here? We'll I would say we'll see if he gets caught up here in a couple yep. of seconds. But I would say we we're kind of we're kind of running long and we're kind of getting to the point where we want to actually talk about gambling here. Um Trent, I guess, do you have any locks of the week for sure? Well, since my lock of the week last week was so spot on with Oklahoma beating uh, TCU by over six and a half, you know, uh, that was the worst bet ever. Um, (laughs) I'm going with another Big 12 game this week. And I like Oklahoma State. Uh, They're a nine and a half point favorite over Texas Tech. Um, I know Texas Tech, they beat Texas uh, I think they got beat last week by K-State. Is that right? I believe so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, so oh, we talked about Oklahoma State at the beginning of the pod that, you know, they're, you know, underrated a lot. I mean, they're easily the best team in the Big 12. So I think that they cover nine and a half over Texas Tech. I think it's a solid bet. Like we said, Oklahoma State just blew Baylor out of the water. Now, Texas Tech has got a little fight in them. They're a little feisty under uh, Joe McGuire, or Joey McGuire there, but uh, I agree. I think Oklahoma State, I think they're going to try and – I mean, I, they're right now, they, they're the only ones that look like they want to win a very winnable conference right now. Yeah, for sure. So, Joey, it looks like you just got back in here. Reception's looking a little rough. Can you hear us? Nope. 
Which All right, well, Bryant, what, what's your lock of the week, Bryant, while we're waiting here? All right. There we oh, go. Oh. Can, you, can you see me and hear me and yep. everything? Sure we're can. showing good now. We lost you at my original lock was, and then it just cut completely out. So what was your original lock when we were talking Tennessee LSU? Oh, my original lock was that Tennessee smashes LSU, and it's not even mm-hmm. close. I think Tennessee is just a much better team. Um, but are, are we into actual locks of the week? or? Yep. Okay, yep. you want me to get mine then? Okay. Yes, yep. sir. All right. Sorry, listeners, I'm catching up. Uh, my lock of the week is Jackson State over Alabama State. This is Coach Prime's revenge game in the HBCU. He is going to fucking crush them this week. Uh, last year on Homecoming, they put up a bunch of Coach Prime videos that were playing like old 90s clips of shit and talking about how old he was. And they end up losing that game, but then revenged it in the playoffs and Jackson state is going to absolutely murder Alabama state this weekend. Uh, lock that in. I, I, I bet they win by 35 points. So I, I like that you didn't go with uh FBS game here. I like that. Well, so I, I wasn't even aware of this until I was watching everything in Atlanta this weekend, like all the, all the games and shit. And then, on Sunday, I woke up to Atlanta local stations. And they were talking about Jackson State and the HBCU shit. And I was like, oh, hell yes. Let me get on this train. And I've been watching it all week. And, man, Alabama State did Coach Prime dirty last year. And I, I think he is going to make a statement against the only team that beat them last year. And I think that he uh, I got the number one recruit in the nation. That kid should be up for a Heisman. He is uh, Sherelle or something like that. This is his last name. He is fucking good. I watched a bunch of highlights. If you are listening to this and haven't watched his highlights, just look up Jackson State 2020 highlights, and they're phenomenal. That kid is amazing and puts the ball where it needs to be. So, yeah, I'm going to go Jackson State smashes, smashes Alabama State this weekend. (laughs) By 35. Yes. Sorry, I've been trying to find – do you know what the line is on that right now? No, I'll look it up. You give your lock of the week. Yeah. Or did you do that I would already? Say, so there, there is some preface of it because, again, I wanna, I'm going to be a negative Nancy here, but I'm going to use my gambling unprowess to help my real-life situation. So last week, my guarantee was Oklahoma as well with Trent, and they were down by, what, 24 in the second quarter? They were five-and-a-half-point favorites. And then I had Minnesota that was 12-point favorites, and they lost to Purdue last week after they were top five in scoring defense, offense, rushing. Everything that was plausible that should make you win a game, they lost. So my guaranteed pick of the week, put the house on, is going to be Kansas State covering two versus Iowa State. Right now, the one stat that isn't helping us is Campbell right now is all-time is 5-14 and 14 when the spread is between plus 3.5 and, and minus 3.5. So – I did so terribly last week. I hope that jinxes Iowa State into a win. But if anything, I'm going to be crying and making some money if we do lose Farmageddon here. <laughs> so, do you find do you happen to find that spread at all, Joey? I'm working on it still. It, you can't find uh, spreads real easy unless you just Google it. Uh, um, well, and it's also so I've got one. It's also FCS, which is 
the, Vegas, I think those they get those a little bit closer to game time, but I would say those ones are definitely never going to be primed for a uh, prime for a ranking shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, thank God we've been doing this podcast uh, during Thursday night football because this has been an absolute stinker of a game. Are, are do either of you have this game on right now? Nope, nope. I, can't I saw the score. Nine to six with a minute left in the fourth quarter. Russ looks like Mr. Limited this year. My goodness. He Mm. was supposed to be – they're talking about the Broncos could win the West, and they – I mean, I'm sorry. No offense, Joy. This looks like an Iowa game. It's just a lot of defense, no offense at all right now. Oh, man. I'm I'm going to put it on as soon as as we put it on here. Or as soon as we get down here, I'm going to put it on. But uh, I can't find the spread. But yep. Alabama State is only one and one, and they're three and two. Jackson State's four and oh, two and oh in conference, won their yep. first game by 56 points, second game only by 13. But then they won on a streak of 42 point uh spread and 42 point spread. So, yeah, Jackson State by 35. Actually, fuck that, they're gonna win by 40. Whoa, shit. Mm-hmm. For for Iowa, that's a twenty possession game. That's a lot of safeties. That that's a whole <laughs> year. They they've scored more points this year so far than Iowa will score this year. I'll also tell you with uh with four with a forty point spread, that's like hundred and twenty kicks for Iowa State if we keep going one for four. So <laughs> exactly, exactly. But mm-hmm. no, I th- th- those are my locks of the week. I agree, and and also I would say I don't know if if. Uh, any listeners or Joey, if you look into it, I, I do Action Network. You can follow me at Homer. I think it's two underscores Bryant. Um, I like to keep track of my stats on those just to kind of see where I'm winning and losing money. So I'll have more of those picks later in the week and on Saturday morning if you want to follow me on that. Um, but that would say it, it's, I'll be honest, it's definitely one of those where I'm looking and I go, I guess I should stop betting Big 12 because I, I think I rely more on my heart than I do my, my head and, <laughs> thinking of stats because like i said last week last week we went one for five uh one for four and joey you weren't on the other pods but um in the night i was feeling down to myself iowa state lost i'm i'm i think i was oh for three at that point in bets i put in oregon covering which was my only win of the day and then i had a four game parlay where i had usc as minus two thousand favorites to win uh, it was it was three it was two other teams that were minus a thousand minus eight hundred and then I had Pittsburgh minus six hundred to win and they lost to Georgia Georgia Tech in the very first game so like I said my, my betting prowess was so completely one eighty compared to NFL where I'm picking these like like fucking clockwork college football I think I get just get too emotional so like I said I am just really hoping that as bad as I am at gambling that's gonna shift Iowa State to a victory here. I hope so too. I I hope that Iowa State pulls it out. But if we're going off betting, Trent uh, Cubbies League, uh, I didn't. I saved my picks as a draft and didn't send it over on Monday, so that's why I only had a hundred points last week. So you still you still got my Venmo. I know, motherfucker. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of excuses here, but yeah. Well, I would say well, dead, dead last, well, Joey. We, we, and we'll, we'll try and put more lock, locks that we have on our socials and on uh, and on our uh, actual Twitter and stuff later in the weekend, like I said, before game time's on Saturday. But um, we'll kind of wrap this thing up. Speaking of socials, Joe, you want to hit them with all our socials? 
Yep. As always, Twitter and Instagram at Heartland Pulse. Excuse me. Look us up on Facebook, uh, Pulse of the Heartland. You're watching us on YouTube already, but if you're not, um, just look us up, Pulse of the Heartland on YouTube. As I mentioned before, Let's Talk Sports uh, Network. We're on their network now. We'll be promoted by them. They are uh, letting you guys know what's going on. And hopefully we get some more interaction with them. But follow them also at Let Talk Sport and go from there. But, yeah, thanks again for everybody listening to us. Uh, we love it. Interact as much as possible, and we'll get more picks and shit out there. Absolutely. Well, we do appreciate you guys, and we'll see you next week. Have a good weekend. Bye, everybody.